Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're joined for the first time all year by Brian Scalabrini on the Harbor One Hotline. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh, and by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. Scal, how are we doing this week? I'm good. I can answer in that. Uh, I'm in the 80% that it's championship or bust. So I, I'm with you. Arcan's with you. Mego uh, wants them in the finals. She's Stop not saying her. she's not saying championship or bust. A little bit softer, but I'm she's soft. got them in the finals. Uh, Scal, if they if they don't get there and they don't win the title, what what would be a reason for that? Because on paper, it seems like they have everything from a talent standpoint. Yeah. So minus like uh, like a crazy injury, right? Like let's just take that out of the equation. And it, late late rounds, like. Eastern Conference Finals or Finals, you never know. Like the whole Tatum thing with the ankle, we never know how Game Seven unfolded. Even though it didn't look pretty for us, but I think, uh, I mean, look what they did. They they went out and got the guy in Drew Holiday. Like he's the perfect fit for this team. Exactly what they need. They uh, they went out there. They're going to go way into the tax that second apron. When you're Scott, you cut somebody group, off just now. <laughs> No, I'm walking around New York. You know how the city is. Um, I don't. I don't why do people drive in this city? <laughs> it's, only, it's so much better to walk. If I, I can take an Uber for 30 minutes or I can walk for 30 minutes. I'll just walk, you know. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like where they're at in their team, it has to be – you have to be thinking, we got to win it all this year. And you have to uh, – and I'm like I said, ownership group is making that commitment. You know, when Brad Stevens says, hey, I hear we can get Drew Holiday, it's not a, it's not a matter of – should we go out there and get them for our team? That's a lock. It's, are we willing to go deep into the tax? Are we willing to, after his contract is up, extend him, you know, and go deeper into the tax if we have to? And that's, uh, that was, a, that was an ownership decision. They made the decision and the commitment to win. And now, and we have the best roster in the NBA because of it. Scott, we've seen some clips of Joe Missoula from training camp where he's cracking jokes with reporters, looks a little bit looser. Do you sense anything different about his approach going into his sophomore season here, even with all the pressure on them? Yeah, I definitely do. I just, I think it's more of who he is. You know how many times I've told you guys, like, how he acts to the media is not exactly who he is. And, you know, I think when you get thrust upon whatever he did last year and you didn't get a chance to kind of reflect and decide who you're going to be, and maybe it would have been difficult to change midstream, you know, halfway through and say, you know what, I'm going to be more myself, but what we, what you're seeing from him right now is probably a, a like a it's a more identifiable Joe Missoula that the kind of Joe Missoula that I know, um, and I think that he'll handle all this a little bit better. I, I just you know I was I was wrong from the standpoint last year. I thought our team's talent was going to get us through, but uh, you know there was I guess I guess there was a lot of things that were going on with the team which I didn't know about, and I just thought that. Uh, I thought there. I, I didn't think that Joe Mazzulla's demeanor was going to be one of the issues. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I know he's made changes 
in the way that he's treated the media, treated people, just his overall, like he's so much more relaxed right now, which I think could, it could be a, a really good thing. And I always tell people that want to get into involved in the NBA, whether you're a player, a coach, a front office. Hey, how you doing? Um, whether you're doing any of those things, it's, 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 it's just like that. And um, I, I always say you got to be yourself. you got to be who you are. Me too. You know, like when I go on air, I can't pretend I'm somebody else. So everyone's got to be themselves. And I think it's really cool that Joe is now, you know, starting to act more like the Joe Mazzula that I know. Talking to Brian Scalabrini, uh, NBC Sports Boston. He joins us here for his weekly appearance on Jones and Mega with Arkan, WEEI. What, 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 was, what was going on last year? Just just Missoula, what, what you were just referencing? Were there other things that seemed like you were hinting at, at larger things going no. on last year that we were unaware of? I, I, it, was, it was them referencing that. It was Al Horford afterwards. This group has been through a lot. It was Malcolm Brogdon, you know, running to the podium afterwards and said, I was hurt and we didn't play the defense that we played before. Like, I... I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was like just regular season stuff. And um, it, it it was like pretty apparent in the Philadelphia series, which we probably put, should have lost game six, but Tatum went nuclear. And then, you know, we extended the series to Miami. But I, there's no way I ever thought that our team would fall down 2-0 to the Miami Heat, let alone 3-0 and get smashed. So it wasn't me that, that brought up the stuff. It was the team that brought up the stuff. And uh, I mean, whatever it was, it was clearly affecting them. And I don't think that this is an excuse-driven team. I think that they just probably were de- dealing with a lot. And remember, half the coaches left afterwards, and I'm not putting it on them. I'm not putting it on anybody. I just know, like, if they come out and if Al Horford comes out and says, this group has been through a lot, you guys don't know what we've been through, I pretty much believe Al Horford in, in saying, like, yeah, whatever it was they were going through definitely affected winning. Scal, with all the new faces and sort of uh, maybe even new philosophy on offense, do you think this team hits the ground running, or is there going to be a bit of a learning curve to start off? There shouldn't be a learning curve. It's just basketball. They space the floor very well. I think, I think they're like right now. They they make all the right decisions. They're very difficult to guard, but they hit the ground running last year. Remember, like their crazy offensive rating. They made almost every shot. They really moved it well. They a lot of guys weren't settling. And I'm going to say this right from the beginning, right from the beginning. It's Tatum and Brown are the guys. Those guys have to be – and they have always been incredible workers. And, but they have to, like, give the game what it needs. And that is what's like un- – like, I've been around the unbelievable leaders, right? There's good players, and then there's the good players that are unbelievable leaders, like the Kevin Garnett's, the Jason Kidd's the Paul Pierce's like those guys give the game what the game needs. They're so focused every night out. They're, they're beyond money and accolades and all-star. They're beyond all that. They're only focused on winning the game and moving on to the next day. And that is where Tatum and Brown should be at this point. And I, sometimes I think that like, all right, this is exactly what the way that they need to play for us to go to the next level. But it's like, like, Superstar players can rise up to a level to right the ship if it's going sideways. And superstar players on a night where some other people don't have it, they can downshift, they can, they can shift it into overdrive. And when nights when other people, like Derek White is having a, a night, 36 points. Like the superstar players can continue to feed the hot hand. That's, that's what I expect. I don't expect them to average 10, 11 assists combined. I think that number should be like 13 13 and a half, 14 assists combined. That's the type of, uh, you know, like kind of the type of play 
that I'd be looking for those guys, along with you know scoring over 27 points a game, because that's how good those guys are. We've heard Joe Missoula talk about sacrifice, and it's kind of a word that's flying around this team right now with how stacked their top six players are. When you look at this team and you look at somebody like Derek White, who didn't get a contract extension before the season gets started, is there any risk of the sixth guys, the seventh guy, becoming disgruntled with their position on the team because there's so much top-end talent? There's always risk to that in the NBA. I don't think Derek White has that personality. If, if, if he's the sixth guy, let's just say he is. I'm not sure he is, but let's just say he is. Um, I, I think when, when it comes to that type of stuff, like, like sacrifice, it, it almost means like uh, don't worry about yourself night in and night out. Just trust that it will all work out at the end. Isn't that, that tough like in a contract sacrifice. year, though? I mean, since he didn't nah, get the extension? You- it depends on your personality. I, I would never, I would never think that Derek White would not make like, like one, like if you just watch Derek White play, he doesn't make selfish plays. He makes the right play. So Derek White could just overall play basketball, make the right play, and he will. He knows he's going to be financially rewarded for that. So he's not. It wouldn't be like a guy like that that I would worry about. Not at all. So with this group, maybe you want to throw in a Drew Holiday, but my opinion, like. Drew Holiday is probably going to make, you know, thirty to forty million dollar extension when he's eligible on uh, April first. So I'm assuming that at that point, like he would get paid too. So I, I just, I don't, I don't see how like selfish play comes into this group. And if it does, then we're probably it's the the road to winning a championship is going to be much more treacherous. But if everyone's making sacrifices, and that's why I, I had my statement about Brown and Tatum. If Brown and Tatum are setting the tone and those guys are playing the right way and those guys are making plays and they're empowering to those other six or other nine guys, there, there should not be a problem, you know, like following the hierarchy, hierarchy of those two guys. Scale, sort of following up on the Derek White stuff, how do you feel in general about the depth on this team? I'm good with it. It's like I've, the only thing I'd ever be concerned about is Porzingis and Horford. I think, they're, I think they'll eventually add uh, – Another big, maybe uh, Cadis, you know, who had a great, great, great preseason. I'd love, I would love to see more from Luke Cornett, but he didn't have a great preseason at this point. So the only depth problems there will be will be, uh, will be the big position. But I think you'll see a lot of J.C. Tatum was a fantastic rebounder last year, especially second half of the season. So I think our depth is fine at that, that point. But if you are going against the likes of Giannis, it's not going to be easy. Like those guys are Lopez and Bobby Portis. Those guys are big. Going against Jokic – you need bodies to throw at a guy like that. Or let's say you meet Embiid, and let's say somehow Philadelphia's good without Harden. Yeah, it could be tough. But uh, the guards, no way, man. Peyton Pritchard, he's going to have a great year this year. I really think that like whatever he went through last year, for him to pull himself through the way he played the preseason, it's, he just keeps working. He has, he has that chip. All that stuff that he's been through in his life, like people not thinking he's good and everything, is like is, uh, tailor-made for this moment right now. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about it about what he's going to bring to this team. Scal, real quick before we let you go, uh, we've seen Rajon Rondo back around the team. He relayed that, you know, uh, Missoula has reached out and guys like Paul Pierce can be back around. You're around the team. Eddie House is around the team. You guys were all there in 2008. Are there things you guys can relay? What have you relayed about that season compared to a season like this where it seems like they could reach a, a similar goal? Yeah, so I know that those guys do that. I don't really do that kind of stuff. 
I'm not like the uh, when we played, we did it like this because you know, like I I I I just don't like do that message. But I know that like Jason Tatum reached out to Paul Pierce this summer, and I think that that is the like that started this whole thing. Like if Tatum was interested in Paul Pierce working out together and like picking his brain about how to you know get over that hump. And Joe Mazzulli was like, well, let's, let's just reach out to the entire group. Let's just reach out to all the Celtic legends to do that. So, listen, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just, like, piecing it together. But I pretty much think that uh, Tatum is the guy that got that ball rolling. And, um, I mean, anytime you can – you know, just one more tangent before we, we're, yeah. before we go is we, we, don't, we don't respect uh, older people in this country the way we should. We should listen to what old people have been, older people have been through and their experiences – it's 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 actually a shame to be honest with you, like to talk to somebody who's been through World War II or whatever it may be, right? Oh, like sure. Mike Gorman and and all that stuff. Like we Vietnam and all that, and and even like talking to Tommy Heinsohn on a ten game trip in eleven nights. Like it's all perspective, and I'm uh, I'm glad that he did that. I just think that this is something that everyone can learn to do, and we we don't respect our elders as much as we should. But I, I like the fact that. Joe Missoula has done that. I think it's a, it's a really good message. Well, it's a good PSA uh, to get out there for sure. He was Brian Scalabrini go. <laughs> of NBC Sports Boston. Man he joins of the people us, in the New York uh, City streets. Uh, for yeah. sure. Bill Belichick is giving this a salute. Uh, <laughs> joins us every week here on Jones and Mega with Arcan on WEEI. Uh, Scal, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Cheers, all guys. Right. Brian Scalabrini, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.